A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Would you be the jerk for spraying a random kid with a garden hose? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my brother that I have not and will not forgive him? My older brother, Hugh, terrorized me all throughout my childhood and definitely left some scars. Hugh was brutal towards me. There's always been a very sensitive side to him. For example, he's very good with animals and kids. He was mean to me because I had dethroned him after being born. We'd been estranged for years and only reconnected after I borrowed money from our folks to prevent our house from being foreclosed and learned that the money came from Hugh. I figured the least me and my wife could do was introduce them to Hugh. My sons, now 6 and 8, have grown very attached to Hugh. He has no kids of his own. He's become the uncle who taught them how to swim, use a chainsaw, roughhouse, and always makes them laugh. I know my brother loves them dearly because he got their initials tatted on him. My wife thanked Hugh for buying groceries last week, and he jokingly said that hopefully I can forgive him for having been so mean growing up. I said, not a chance. Like, never. Hugh left and didn't say anything. My wife told me that I should apologize. I said I will not. I was being honest. My brother was a freaking monster to me growing up, and my not forgiving him has nothing to do with how nice he is to our kids. This is a really awkward one because I feel like, while OP has every right to still feel the way they do about the way they were treated growing up, At the same time, Hugh does sound kind of delightful now and like doing his best to make it up to people. But at the same time, you have to feel like it's not healthy to hold on to that stuff, especially when Hugh is doing their best to be just a great person and making amends for earlier things they did. I mean, it could just be as simple as OP saying they won't accept any kind of apology for the way they were treated growing up, but that doesn't affect anything now or like their past did. I don't know, is OP in the wrong here? I'd like to know what you guys think. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not paying any child support? My ex-girlfriend Claire, 35-year-old female, got pregnant while we were dating. Although she told me she just wanted to be friends, I was ready to be a father. However, she met someone else, Becca, who didn't want me around, so they asked me to cancel my paternal rights. At the time, I was torn because I wanted to be there for my child, but I also felt that if they didn't want me around, it was best to waive my rights. After fighting for a while, I eventually gave up because it was clear they didn't want me there. Fast forward 13 years later, Claire and Becca are going through some stuff, and they want me to pay child support. However, the court had already ruled that since I waived my paternal rights, I'm not legally obliged to pay child support. Despite this, Claire's calling me a jerk and a deadbeat and she's even calling my family and getting them involved. While I understand her frustration, I don't think it's appropriate for her to be involving my family in this matter. So I think this is very clearly 100% not the jerk. This person wanted to be a part of their kids' lives and they staunchly opposed that. They went so far as to make sure they waived their rights away. I'm sorry, but if you went that far, in that situation, Claire is on her own. I just feel bad for the kid that gets caught in the crossfire. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to name my kid a ridiculous name? My 28-year-old male, wife, 27-year-old female, is pregnant with our first baby, and I'm so thrilled to be a father. 
We recently had some scans and found out that it's a girl. We had an agreement that we wouldn't talk about names until we knew the gender. So, of course, on our way home from the gynecologist, we immediately started discussing. We've talked about this a little before, and we agreed that we both have veto power. I suggested my all-time favorite name, Anna. My wife suggested C-A-E-L-E-I-G-H, pronounced Kaylee, and yes, she spelled it out. I vetoed it. She suggested another name, R-Y-L-E-I-G-H, Riley, and again, she did spell it out. I vetoed it and suggested Riley spelled the normal way. She refused. She then suggested Novalin, N-O-V-A-L-Y-N-N. I vetoed suggesting Nora as an alternative. She again refused. This continued a few more times until she snapped at me, calling me unreasonable for vetoing all her picks. She said, what's the point in talking about it if you veto all my choices, you controlling jerk? I responded, maybe if you picked something normal, we might get somewhere, but you won't even try to compromise. She looked really hurt, and we drove the rest of the way home in silence. Now I'm wondering if I'm in the wrong for vetoing her picks, and for what I said to her, am I the jerk? So, I don't think you can possibly be the jerk in this situation for sharing your honest opinion and feeling about these names. And also, personally, I'm definitely leaning more towards OP side. I just don't really understand the fascination with, like, names pronounced a familiarized way but spelt totally different. Like, I get they want their kids to be special, but I feel like most people just appreciate having a regular-ish name. This next story is, am I the jerk for sending my brother a list of every item of ours that my nephew ruined? For the context, I, 25-year-old female, have a niece, Bella, 7-year-old female, and a nephew, Michael, 10-year-old male. They're my brother Alex's kids. I love them both, but I have a much closer relationship with Bella. Michael's a good kid, but he's a ticking time bomb. He's absolutely uncontrollable. I'm his aunt and I love him, but I really can't have him around for long. The last time he was in our house, he poured my nail polish collection onto my wife's favorite silk Persian carpet, and that isn't even 1% of the damage he's done. My wife, 27-year-old female, and I recently bought a villa out of town. It has a game room, pool, and many things Bella adores. So we offered to give her a tour of the place and let her check out the rose garden there, if Alex and his wife agreed. Alex said either both Michael and Bella were to be included, or none of them were going. My wife and I both insisted to take only Bella, but he wasn't having it so we said we would just go by ourselves. Alex got really mad at us and said it was disgusting that we favored Bella because she was a girl and that we were both hypocritical and unfair to Michael and never included him in our plans. I told my brother that Michael was an uncontrollable kid. He had the audacity to ask what Michael had done. I told him I'd let him know. I've told him the items over the years as it happened, but he always said it was an accident and that Michael's a boy and boys play rough. I made a table including every item my nephew damages in our house and the estimated cost. It included a few of my wife's antique vases, her glass statue of the Eiffel Tower, carpet, several of my wife's crystal decorative items, and two phones. He flushed them down the toilet, even the mirror of my car. I sent the list to Alex. He's now extremely angry with me and thinks I'm being an arrogant person and taking after my wife's trait of being an uptight rich kid. I'm not talking to him at the moment. Was what I did jerk territory? 
definitely not the jerk. If you can compile a list of expensive items that this kid recklessly destroyed and their parents are trying to downplay or straight up ignore it, you definitely are assured you're doing the right thing there. That is a tornado of a kid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking my brother-in-law to small claims court over art supplies? A bit of context, I, 29-year-old male, like to draw and try other mediums as well. As such, I've accumulated a lot of art supplies over the past few years. My wife, Sally, 27-year-old female, also dabbles a bit and we've converted one of the rooms in our home to an art studio of sorts. There's easily a few thousand dollars worth of art supplies in that room and we tend to keep it locked for that reason. Most important to me are my pencils and markers which were not cheap. Chart pack for those who care. On to the story. Sally and I had our family over for her aunt's birthday a few weeks back and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law brought their kids with them. Seven-year-old female and six-year-old male. We had forgotten to lock the door to the room that day. About an hour into the party, I noticed that both the kids were nowhere to be seen. So I asked my sister-in-law if she knew where they were. She said that they were drawing in the other room. I asked if my wife was with them, and she said she, sister-in-law to be clear, not Sally, just told them which room it was in. I immediately rushed over to the art room and found it was a total mess. Most devastatingly was the fact that all my markers were ruined because the kids were using way too much force, causing the tips to fray. I yelled at them to get out and they started crying. My brother-in-law ran over and started yelling at me saying that they're just kids and it's just markers. I told them that the markers alone were $17 a piece and he said I was stupid for paying that much. Sally tried to defuse the situation, but my brother-in-law started yelling at her too, saying we can't have this much art supplies and not expect kids to want to use it. I told him he's paying to replace the markers and other supplies they ruined, and he told me to go freak myself and left. Everyone left shortly after that. I totaled up the damages, and I needed to replace about $375, and found that the kids drew on a piece I'd spent the past week working on, as well as ruining a finished piece Sally did. I sent him a bill, and he blocked me. So I talked to my friend, who was a lawyer, and had him draft a claim for small claims court, and a letter to send to my brother-in-law. I paid him for this, of course. My wife is in agreement about this, but her family has been mobbing us, telling us we're being ridiculous over some markers. Only my father-in-law, who's also taken up painting recently, and my other sister-in-law say that brother-in-law has to pay. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk because the sister-in-law clearly admitted that they told the kids to just go to the other room. If you didn't get the okay from the people who own and live in that house, before sending your kids off to some other room you don't know about, unsupervised, you're definitely liable for the damages those kids then do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for showing text to my roommate that his girlfriend sent me? I rent a room in a house with my boyfriend and his best friend, Eric. We're all in our 30s and have lived in this home since college. Eric has a girlfriend, around six months, who stays over named Amanda. Amanda doesn't live with us. Last night we were all Star Wars fans, so we decided to binge some episodes and get pizza. Amanda wanted to use her Disney Plus account, but mine's already logged into the TV in the living room. We get our pizza, snacks, wine, and beer. I left my phone in my bedroom because I like to unplug after work. After movie night, I go and see my phone before bed, and there are pages of text. 
about how Amanda wants me to stop doing things for her man, including start using her Disney Plus account on our TV. I'm not allowed to cook or grab him things. The list goes on to where she accuses me of flirting with her man. The thing is a ridiculous wall of text and I'm showing this to my boyfriend before we go to sleep. He said Eric needed to see this, so I screenshot page after page Amanda sent me while we watched the new trilogy. I hear them argue, and Amanda slams the door to leave around 3am. I told my coworker today, and a few thought I was being petty because Amanda has insecurities she needs to work through, and I bullied her about them by sharing her text with her boyfriend. 100% in my opinion not the jerk here, if she's coming at you with pages of text involving the boyfriend, you are totally in the clear to involve the boyfriend. Also, I cannot get over how dumb her Disney Plus argument is. I just don't want to log out of my account and log back in later, like, that's just annoying. Our next story is, am I the jerk for treating my stepson like an adult? So I, 25-year-old female, have a stepson Riley, 8-year-old male. My husband Harry, 29-year-old male, has full custody and his job has just sent him away for a whole month, so I'm taking care of Riley. Now, I will admit I don't know much about children. I'm the youngest person on both sides of my family and growing up, I spend most of my time in the hospital or getting bullied by cousins, so I genuinely have no clue about what kids get up to. Obviously, I know the basics like homework, playdates, etc., but I never really paid much attention to what Riley did every single day when he had nothing scheduled because my husband took care of them. I asked my husband about how I was supposed to entertain Riley, and he said that I should just let him do his own thing until he says he's bored, but that doesn't feel right to me. Like, I should bring him home from school and just let him sit in his room with his iPad? That doesn't sound healthy. I decided that I should teach things like baking, card games, board games, etc. So far, he's learned how to make cupcakes with minimal support, and he's learned how to play chess, checkers, and five card games. I've also taught him things like how to lay a table and table etiquette, a few silly little magic tricks, and how to do a really crap British accent to annoy my British father. I made sure he stayed on top of his homework and social obligations too. He spent last weekend with my in-laws, and when I went to pick him up, mother-in-law was very annoyed at me. Apparently, he kept asking her to let him bake all weekend, and he refused to do anything besides card games with father-in-law all weekend too. She said I wasn't letting him just be a child and entertain himself because I felt inadequate as a step-parent, which I guess is true. She complained to my husband, and she's been pestering him to let Riley stay with them until he's back. He's also annoyed with me because he told me to let Riley get up to his own thing and instead I overthought it and they said I was treating him like an adult and was stealing his childhood. My parents also said that it was weird of me to be so worried about Riley keeping himself busy and this all could have been avoided if I chilled out. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. I think these are all very normal sounding things to do with children. Teaching them how to bake, teaching them card games and fun little activities. What's wrong with that? A kid can't know how to make cupcakes? They see neglecting their child as the proper way to raise a kid? I think they're just complaining because they feel obligated to have to do something with their kids. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not paying for all of my daughter's camp? Am I the jerk? My daughter's been going to the same summer camp since she was 7. Her mother and I separated when she was 12 and we split everything evenly and always paid half and half for her camp. We never intended on it being a long term thing, but she made friends and they always looked forward to seeing each other every summer. Back in October of 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 2021, I came home to my daughter with a friend I've never seen before. She introduces her as her friend from camp. She was in the area because her family was going to Disney World. Her and my daughter were very excited to see each other, but I was a bit apprehensive about having a stranger in the home, but she stayed overnight sometimes. One day I was cleaning through my room and I realized I couldn't find an envelope I got from the bank a few days prior. After tearing the house apart and not finding it, I concluded it must have been my daughter's camp friend. I never lose stuff, and I lose money the few days a stranger from across the country has been in my house. I was livid, and when my daughter finally came back, I asked her about it, and she told me to lower my voice. Her friend was coming in as well, and they didn't see it. I confronted her friend, who got overly upset, saying her family is wealthy, and she doesn't need money, and my daughter was defending her, saying that they were never apart so there was no way she could have. Regardless, I told her she wasn't invited inside and had to leave. This caused a huge argument with my daughter who didn't speak to me for weeks after, saying I'm disgusting. She wouldn't even agree to our custody agreement and stayed at her mother's house for months. We eventually started talking, but it was awkward and short. In the summer of 2022, her mother asked me to pay for her half for summer camp and I refused. What would I pay to board my daughter with a thief? This caused another huge fight and my ex paid for it all that summer. My daughter hasn't spoken to me since and refuses to come over. I decided to sell my car recently and before I sold it, I did a deep clean and ended up finding the envelope in my trunk. I was so confused about how it got there but was relieved to find it. I felt terrible about the situation with my daughter, so I texted her letting her know I found the money and that I'm sorry. We spoke and she said that she wants me to say sorry to her friend on a three-way call, which I did, and my daughter said to make up for it, I need to pay for all of her camp like her mother did last year when I refused. I was taken aback and said no, I'd pay for just half. She got upset again saying it's the least I could do after I refused to pay last summer over money I misplaced after blaming her friend and embarrassing her. And I'm a huge jerk? Am I the jerk? I truly thought her friend robbed me and that it was the right thing not to send her there. So I personally think OP definitely is the jerk, just alone for equating the camp with the one person that they thought was a thief, which lest we remember, they wrongly accused, 
It's also hilarious that OP's trying to justify not paying for the full amount this time by saying, I truly thought her friend robbed me and that it was the right thing at the time. Yeah, maybe you thought it was the right thing at the time. What about now? Was it the right thing now? Make up for it. This next story is, am I the jerk for bringing my kids to a destination wedding? My husband and I traveled to Hawaii for my sister-in-law's destination wedding last month. They did not help pay for travel or hotel costs, so everyone who was invited had to pay out of pocket. The wedding itself was explicitly stated as being child-free, which I can respect. However, a lot of the married folks in our family have little kids and they've never seen Hawaii yet. Plus, given the fact that we're already having to pay for the trip ourselves and grandma can't babysit the kids at home because she's traveling to Hawaii too, it just was more sense for us to bring the kids along. We planned fun events and trips for the kids between wedding events, and some parents took turns babysitting. It all worked well for us and the kids were ecstatic to come along. My sister-in-law, however, has been stirring up a bunch of drama afterwards, saying we made the entire trip about our kids and no one cared about her wedding day, which is not true at all. Are we really the jerks here? I think the only room they would have to complain is if they had like a week-long wedding celebration, we're all hanging out at the same hotel type thing. You can't be upset that somebody took a vacation, made sure to attend the wedding to your specifications, and still enjoyed the rest of the time with their family. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my boyfriend's flights to come visit me? I, 26-year-old female, have been in a long-distance relationship with Jay, 27-year-old male, have been friends for five years and dating for about a year and a half. Because of a previously failed long-distance relationship, I said from the very beginning that I didn't want to be in one again, but then COVID rolled around and we were living in the same city for a bit and I fell for him and got myself into another long-distance relationship. When our office reopened and I moved back home 1100 plus miles away, we agreed to see each other once a month, alternating locations. We've been good about keeping the schedule, but there is the occasional month where I'll go and visit him instead of him coming to me. Whoever is visiting pays for their own flights, and the person hosting covers dinner and activities. I feel that it's been a fair arrangement, as we both have full-time jobs and make decent money. However, I am much better at money management and saving than he is, so he often finds himself stressing out about funds, but still buying unnecessary stuff and making poor financial choices. It stresses me out to no end, and he knows this and is trying to be better. I recently received a raise at work and was super excited about it, given that life in general has been getting much more expensive. When I told Jay about my raise, his first reaction was to ask me to start paying for his flights to see me, as well as continuing to pay for mine to see him. I reminded him that that's not the arrangement we had and that my lifestyle does not change with this raise. I just plan on putting more into my savings. He seemed really upset by this answer. I said that I don't think it's fair that I have to pay for everything just because he chooses to spend his money on unnecessary things. He says that I'm well off and since I won't pay for his ticket, it makes him feel like I don't want to see him. I do want to see him, I just feel it's not my responsibility to support him financially. And if I do, it will enable his current spending habits. He said it's incredibly selfish of me to think this way, and I understand where he's coming from, but I just don't agree. 
So am I the jerk or selfish for refusing to pay for his flights to visit me? I think you both clearly had like a long standing agreement here. I don't think necessarily what they spend their money on should really be the focus. It's just if they're spending to a degree where they cannot travel, I think that's what should be raising more questions for OP is why aren't they prioritizing the payment for their travel? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not being grateful for what I got? This year, my parents decided to throw a surprise party for my brother's birthday. They got him a cake in the shape of a computer. He's a computer engineer. My parents had a bakery make this cake for him and got him a small gift. The party was only for the immediate family, but I thought it was pretty nice. I, 23-year-old female, was at college for my birthday. When I returned home, I thought they were going to celebrate my birthday now, but turns out they're not planning to do anything. I ask why, and they say, your birthday was a month ago, what's the point of celebrating now? Well, the point is, it would make me happy. We argue for a while, and my mom finally decided to bake a cake for me. It was a simple vanilla cake shaped like a circle. I don't even like the homemade cake, and they gave me a small gift. No surprise party, no personalized cake, nothing. We got into an argument, and they called me a jerk for not being grateful about what I got. Definitely not the jerk when your brother gets all of these special things, and you get next to nothing and have to remind them to do something. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my stepdad I never asked for his money for my wedding and that it's insulting he can buy his way into walking me down the aisle? My dad passed away when I was only a baby. My paternal grandparents were my main caregivers, while my mom worked until I was about four, which is when she met Jason. There was some weirdness between them, and I'm not sure about all that went on, but I do know when they were engaged, which was six months after they met, mom was in an accident and my grandparents took care of me until mom got out. I know this angered Jason and my mom. They felt like my grandparents should have left me with Jason and given me a chance to bond with him, because to hear my mom tell it, all I wanted was my grandparents when I was little and when the accident first happened, I cried for them when I realized I couldn't see her. It sounds like there might have been a social worker involved though, I don't really remember it. Jason adopted me when I was 5, he and my mom had just gotten married. They told me it was going to happen and I asked them not to, but they told me Jason was going to be my dad. I never called him dad. I always used his first name and called him my stepdad which bothered them. They blamed my grandparents because my grandparents shared a lot about my dad with me. Mom tried to cut me off from my grandparents, but the courts declared that since I have such a strong attachment to my grandparents, and they were a connection to my biological dad, that I deserved to maintain that relationship. I ended up getting to see them every other weekend, and I got one overnight a month with them. I loved it. I never fully felt comfortable with Jason. He tried super hard to be my dad. He would spoil me, would take time out of his day to spend it with me, but he was also so jealous when he saw that I kept a photo of my dad close by my bed, and when he walked in on me talking to the photo while I was little. He'd get upset when I wrote notes for my dad's grave for Father's Day. As a kid, I used to believe more in people existing after death and knowing what we said to them and wrote for them, so I did that sometimes. I can recognize that Jason was pained by the fact that I was talking and writing to a dad I never knew and would never remember and still used his first name, but it doesn't change how I felt or how I feel today. His hatred for my grandparents didn't win me over either. I do think I love Jason, 
but I would never say he was my dad. I'm now in my 20s and engaged to a wonderful human. My grandma's going to walk me down the aisle. I told my mom and Jason before asking so they could be prepared. Jason asked about the money, which I had never asked for or discussed with him. When I told him my fiancé and I were paying, he offered to pay so he could give me away. I got mad, told him that I never asked for that, and said it was insulting to think he could pay me to walk me down the aisle. He and my mom think I'm insensitive to his feelings, given I know he considers me his daughter and I've never accepted him as my dad. Am I the jerk? I don't blame OP, I don't think OP's the jerk. It sounds like, in honestly a lot of ways, Jason tried their best to be as much of a fatherly figure as they could, but there are a lot of things that went on here that I don't think most people would get over if they were in OP's position. I mean, trying to cut off a race and have constant jealousy against people that matter to OP while growing up, who's going to take kindly to that regardless? Our next story is, am I the jerk for Venmo requesting my sister-in-law for the hours I had to miss at work? My 35-year-old female husband passed away a few years ago in an accident, so now it's just me and my son, seven. My husband was the main breadwinner, so it's been rough. I work until eight and he gets out of school at three. My sister-in-law doesn't work, her husband owns a very successful business and she helps out. Sister-in-law picks my son up from school and brings him to her house to hang out and do homework until I can pick him up. On Wednesday, she called me while I was already at work to tell me her and her husband got last minute concert tickets, so she wouldn't be able to pick him up from school. I was pissed it would be one thing if I knew in advance and could make other arrangements, but she just sprung it on me. I asked her to reconsider, reminded her that she made this commitment and it would be really crappy to break it. She still went to the concert. I have to leave work 6 hours early and lost out on all of those hours. I figured since she put me in the spot she should have to recoup me my income since it's the only thing me and my son survive on. I sent her a Venmo request for the amount I lost out on. I got a nasty text from her a few minutes later about how she's not paying it. I had to send my son home with one of his friends yesterday and today because she won't pick him up. I told some of my friends and they're 50-50 on if I should have done it, but I need that income and he made a commitment to me and my son. I think that's more important than going to a concert to get drunk. OP is definitely not the jerk. They should be so lucky that the sister-in-law was doing any free babysitting to begin with. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for spraying some kid with my garden hose daily after he walks all over our lawn? I, 37-year-old male, live with my wife, 37-year-old female, and son and daughter, 9 and 11 respectively. Recently, there's been this kid who comes by our house after playing soccer and either rides his bike or walks over the lawn with his cleats on his way home. It started out as me giving him stern looks whenever I saw him, then it slowly progressed to me asking him to just go around. The last time I asked him to stop, he made a point to stomp extra hard and twist his feet into the grass to piss me off. Since then I've just been hosing him. The first time I sprayed him with the hose he ran off, but then for some reason he just started standing there while I hose him, like he enjoys it. It's now progressed to me sitting on my lawn chair, pointing my hose at him, and him just staring at me while he does so. Sometimes we even make small talk. I'm not gonna lie, it started off as a really bitter relationship, but I've actually gotten to know the kid quite well. We talk for maybe 15 to 20 minutes every day, and he doesn't seem to mind being hosed down after sweating hard playing soccer. 
He comes by daily and we just shoot the crap while I hose him, and he stands there for a bit. Wife told me I need to stop. Even after I explained it to her, she said I'm making us look like childish idiots. I guess I could stop, but honestly it's really funny waiting for him to come by and I see no harm in it. Would I be the jerk? Is the kid being hurt? Is the kid being harmed? No. Has it transformed into a weirdly wholesome connection between two humans? Yeah, I don't really see the harm in it if the kid doesn't mind getting hosed down there and just having some small chat with a neighbor. I mean, shoot, maybe the kid genuinely really needs that attention, you know? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.